State Shifters Podcast, Episode 4, Detachment. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast. What's up, State Shifters? Episode 4. Uh, we've got a conversation today around the topic of detachment. Uh, and this episode was, uh, I really, you know, took a back seat and let Collins kind of give a really good uh, detailed description of what detachment means for him. And he has some really great personal stories that he shares uh, that I encourage people to listen to because I felt very inspired after this episode. I think this is probably the best episode we've done so far. Uh, And detachment just really, uh, for me, means it's just letting go of Um, letting go of the need to identify with possessions, uh, your your job, your your personality, your, you know, anything that you cling to that you think holds uh, significant um, importance in who you are. Uh, And if that that doesn't make sense to you, uh, consider if you were to die, what do you take with you to the grave? Most people cling to things in their life without realizing that when they die, they take nothing. So detachment for me is realizing that you don't, nothing is really yours. So we we go into more details about how you can apply uh, or take on the method of detachment in your life. And, you know, Collins gives some really good uh stories of how you can do that in your life too so enjoy the episode josh welcome back to state shifters podcast how are you today jordan yeah very well thanks mate good to uh good to speak to you again likewise mate good to have you back on the line i've actually just started a new job so the timing of our show may have to take a small adjustment but good to be back in the workforce mate over here in canada uh, yeah man, exciting time. You in sydney good buddy good very well it's um Mate, it's beautiful over here every day, actually. It's sunny. Sunny every day. I go sit on my lunch break in uh, Central Hyde Park. Yeah, rub it in, eh? Mate, it's bloody beautiful. I don't leave the office, man. It's too cold. Way too cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to that point where I just like, yeah, I'll just stay inside, I think. But, um, yeah, it's a part of it, I guess. Oh, mate, yeah, you got to get a couple more months of winter left, yeah. I know. I know. Anyways, mate. Today we decided on a topic of detachment. Mm. It's an important, definitely an important area to talk about because uh, attachment, attachment and detachment is something that uh, a lot of people uh, experience but don't actually realize it because it's often a very unconscious behavior that you can find you're attached to a lot of things but not actually realize it until you lose something and then you realize how much you relied on that for your happiness. So what does attachment or detachment mean to you? Yeah, man, big question. Mm. This is one of my favorite topics, detachment, I think, just in spirituality in general because it's all based on uh, on the identity that you've created for yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I think detachment is, is really um, any time you feel like you're losing a part of that identity – which doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be materially. It could be, it could be a, um, a relationship, a mental construct, an ideology, 
things that you that you say, yes, that is me. That is who I am. So when you, I think, I mean, I think that that's where a lot of suffering comes from is when people, uh, once they are attached to that idea, all of a sudden when they lose anything, they're not just losing the thing itself, they're losing a part of themselves because they see themselves through that, through that attachment. Um, so to me, man, I mean, I've, I've been, I've been trying to practice a few different things. I think actually trying to get, trying to get detached. I was speaking to my housemate, no, about just, just about this today about, I think a great practice about is, is giving to homeless people. Yeah. And we were speaking about this and I was saying, um, that there's this, need for people on the level of the mind to always uh, never 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 lose anything so people sometimes don't give to homeless people in the in the the knowledge that they know they're not going to get anything back from that, that transaction it's like a conditional form of a conditional form of giving um which is on the level of the mind to me to get over that attachment to what you have yeah, you lose the mind, and all of a sudden, nothing is owned anymore. Everything is everything is is shared and communal. Um, and it, you, it becomes so much easier to transition and flow with the natural change of of whatever your life brings you. Yeah, so true. I mean, not, when nothing is owned, you can really, when you think about it, when you die, <laughs> you don't take anything with you to the grave. So. How can you own yeah. anything? So eventually, you're gonna have to give everything back anyway. But yeah. yeah, that's that's a really cool way to practice detachment. Is is yeah, like giving, giving uh, without expecting anything in return. That's right, mate. Yeah. The, the, the the classic quote to accept this gift, so I can see myself as giving. Wow, that's an amazing quote. Yeah, man. I know so you it's, have it's, a, it's, you have a cool story about you giving away something. I remember you telling me. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Do you want to share I that? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Actually, that's a great example. Of that's funny you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I um, this was when I was kind of just starting to read about detachment and all these spiritual books and that, mm. and um, I was coming back from the airport, just dropped my uncle off at the at the airport on the way back to England, and there was um this there was this girl with a sign saying Frio. <laughs> back to Fremantle, which yeah. is like, you know, in Perth where we live, yeah. on the way just near my house. I was like, oh, I'll stop and pick her up. She looked like a friendly person. So how far is Fremantle from the airport if, if for people oh, don't what, is it, what is it, like 15, yeah. 20 k's? Yeah. yeah so it was right near my house. So yeah, I was like, right. there's no, no, no skin off my yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the car, lovely, like, Spanish girl, been traveling around the world, come to Perth, like, to meet a friend. She was like, can you drop me at his house in Fremantle? Yeah. I was like, sure. Easy. Had a like just had an easy conversation with her in the car. Get to the house. She's like, "Oh, do you want to come in? My friend's like a a musician, um, and he has like a bunch of music, like music instruments." I was like, "Oh, sick! Yeah, I'll come in. I'll come have a look." Dude, this dude's house was amazing, man. <laughs> he was a professional professional busker, and he had just guitars everywhere. And she was like, "Oh, I'm I've come here. I'm looking to learn. Like, I want to learn guitar so I can play with my like with my friend here." Mm. I was like, oh, I've got a spare guitar if you want it. And she was like, oh, no way. And I was like, I, like I, in my head, I was like, yeah. like, she's obviously not, she doesn't have that much money. She's backpacking around like yeah. around the world. 
and I was like, she wants she wants this thing so she can she so she can you know play with her friend. At the time, I'd just gotten a second guitar, right. so I was like, it was I suppose that was for me it was like an easier transition of detaching it. It was mm-hmm. like a it was like a I just got given a guitar, so therefore I can now give this. Yeah. Give this away. It's kind of like yes. the universe had given me something. I, uh, so I was like, I, let me practice this detachment to this object that I have. Yes. Um, because in my, you know, in my living now, I've, I obviously had detach. I had attachment to this object that I classified as my mm-hmm. guitar. I was like, yeah, I wanted to practice that. Considering I didn't need, I like, I, I didn't actually need the guitar. I was like, let me practice the detachment to it. Um. So I gave her the guitar, and she's she was so she was so thankful, man. It was a it was and it was a great feeling. I was like, like giving with expecting nothing back, oh, man. And it was a really nice feeling, man. That's yeah, it's such an amazing story, man. Because that's it's not that's not easy to do, man. To give away a guitar, guitars are expensive. Like seriously, that's what I, I feel me for me. That's it. That's a big. <laughs> no, but, it's a big thing to no, give away. You know, yeah. That was the other, that was the other thing when I when I gave my PS4 to Dre and, oh, and Brenner. Yeah, that was huge. That was, but that's. Yeah. I, I think that this, this for me has just been. I've been trying to practice it as much as possible. Yeah. Because, because once you experience it, you realize how, like, what an amazing feeling you get from unconditional giving. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, giving, giving, and just giving in the knowing that giving produces receiving. Yeah, that's that's. So you know, they, they, yeah. they, you know, like Deepak Chopra says that the universe is just a constant flow of energy. Mm. that the body is made up of energy the universe is energy which really is big pool of energy so giving to the universe has to come back in the form of something else it really if you give it really money does yeah you give money i mean he's, he just says to receive something you need to give it away yeah you need to help people help people get what they want before you try and go out into the world and get what you want mm. because it just creates this this effortless flow of of affluence into your life just give Amazing, and receive man. constantly give and receive yeah, yeah. that's it it's just it's just the flow of the universe yeah it's that's awesome man i I've, i feel like if if anyone's not done that before like just given something away without expect it's you're right you get some sort of energy that just like fills you this like life energy that you feel like you've done something and even though you get nothing in return it's like i don't know it's it's you can't describe it it's just it's a beautiful feeling like i don't know I, even when i give like to like a homeless person i just feel good i feel like my day just gets lifted and yeah you know knowing the fact that i've maybe made someone's day a little bit better well you know you know like your your one of your favorites wayne dyer mm. had famously gave away all his possessions at the age of 60 as a detachment uh, practice. But one of his kind of like more, more realistic practices was um, he said, choose your favorite piece of clothing and give it away. Mm. And for a lot of people, man, I think that would be really hard. I think so. Yeah. And then I, I think what you have to do from there is question why. Why is this so hard for me to give this away? And I, th- I think what you end up finding is that your attachment or your need to get something or gain something is, is derived from the mind's constant feeling of lack. Yeah. It constantly lacks things. Um, so that's why it feels like it needs to hold on to the things that it's already got. 
and that's the attachment the attachment is is the feeling of lack that then causes you to want to hold everything that you have this is mine and i'm possessive over this because i can't lose it i'm already lacking those as it is so all this this constant need to get someone else or or to go somewhere or to look a certain way to be seen as a certain person just causes this constant pull of a kind of a, a reactiveness to the present moment um where you're not you're not in a you're not in a flow with the universe anymore you're constantly reacting and reactive to to the current moment and what's happening and that's that's i think that's where the that's the derivative of of attachment it's that constant feeling of lack um and when you understand the fundamental point that I mean, your being the person underneath the identity you've formed is perfect the way it is and there's nothing that there's nothing that on the on the level of the world can improve it then i think your attachment naturally disappears yeah without a doubt i think so you, you could say you could categorize attachment to three things like attachment to people attachment to places attachment to things you know we've spoke about attachment to things like personal items i think i want to bring in attachment to people and more specifically relationships because i think attachment in relationships is a definitely a cause for a lot of suffering and i know i i experienced that myself in my first relationship i definitely felt attached and when I was not around that person, I felt a sense of lack. And I think those type of relationships can become very uh, quite, I would say toxic, but like also they're unsustainable because there's always arguing and fighting. Can you talk a little bit about like attachment in relationships and how, how do you know if you're attached to someone in a relationship? Yeah, man, that's fine. That brings in a lot of different, a lot of different time. Maybe I'm making my head around this. I think, I think attachment in relationships, as well as attachment at a lot of different levels, is is um, derived once again from the need to be seen or or viewed as a certain person or in a certain way. And attachment to certain people is is produced by the same by the same methodology. When looked at on the level of the mind, you associate yourself with the people you want to to be seen a certain way, mm. and it's it's the same in it's the same in in you know, physical relationships with it with it with someone. Um, the problem is, people think that by having this person, it's going to fill uh, the hole that they have. So it's still it's still derived from this sense of lack. And by having this person, I will then feel better, mm. or I will then I will then be the person I need to be. Um, which is a tough thing to get. It's a tough thing to get rid of, man. Because you're both, especially when you see. I mean, you, as you said, a lot of relationships can be dysfunctional, but it's because they're both looking for happiness in each other. And once you have something that's not within your control providing you happiness, it has to at some point cause you suffering. Um, it's it's yeah it's it's kind of like a it's it's really I think what I mean what Eckhart my probably one of my favorite quotes ever is from Eckhart, uh, and it says love should never want or fear, and that's really what that is because 
attachment is fear. Um, and also desire. So it's either fearing, it's either fearing something being taken away or changed, or um, you losing something, or it's wanting or desiring something to be different in order to be seen a certain way. Mm. Yeah, that's. So I think that fear once, is once, big one. Yeah, man. Once once you can get to a relationship, I think with a certain person where you don't want or fear anything from them, the relationship is perfect the way it is. I mean that's 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 my personal goal, but I think I think the the, the stereotypical relationship is like you know, somewhat dysfunctional on 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 most in most relationships, and that's perceived as normal. You know, people have arguments, couples have arguments, like they're bad. we don't get along all the time. You know, all these like all these comments that that's kind of seen as the normality is of two people in a relationship. Um, you know, will not always get along, but that's because they're basing their happiness within that other person. So how they act naturally causes fluctuations in emotion. And that brings on elements of jealousy. I think over-jealous people often suffer from that that fear, that, that attachment, and then that attachment yeah. results in fear. And then, man, that, that's it, man. Yeah, and it's it's all too common, man. I You know, you see it all the time, and it causes so much, like, I think especially when you go out to nightclubs, I think most violence is caused by overreacting, you know, boyfriends who who can't stand seeing their girlfriend talk to someone because they're. But, but that comes again, man. That comes yeah. again from the from the point of yeah of uh, of this is mine. Yeah. Like yeah. people see like you you cannot be attached to something unless you have a feeling of possession. It has to be attached to you. It has to be yours. So therefore, if you if you see your partner as you owning them or them being a part of you, naturally, if you have fear of that being taken away from you, you cling to it. Yeah. But it's because of this dysfunctional thought that you own someone or you own a certain like this idea. This idea is yours, or that which I think is another important point is the attachment to ideas. Or ideologies. This is this idea is this is what I think and this is who I am. Or this is what I have and this is why I have it and that's what makes me me. Or yeah. this is who I this is who I interact with and that's this is because I want to be seen this certain way. I think once you once I mean really once you lose the once you lose the feeling of possession and and owning things as part of your identity detachment. Will, will naturally fall away. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's such a good point. Attachment to like personal stories. Like you're in, people are so attached to their own story of who they are. And then often that's why they, they cut themselves off from growing into a greater person is because they're, they're holding on to a, a, a like a past um, story of themselves, which kind of restricts them from growing. And that's, that's such yes. a good examples of that as like the, you know, the person who's like lost his job, he's clinging onto that version of him as the unemployed, you know, individual who now can't find a job. Whereas if you detach from the past, you free yourself up to unlimited opportunities now in the future. But yeah, attachment to opinions, attachment to personal stories, attachment to past traumas, you know, that's what, you know, um, a lot of 
people who have suffered abuse in the past are still attached to that identity that they're an abused person, that they have all this trauma from that. It, how do you think people go about detaching from past stories of themselves? Yeah, man, I mean, that's really, I mean, obviously, depending on the severity of what mm. happened, that's a very hard thing to do. Mm. I mean, if you're talking about, if you're talking about abuse or, you know, sexual abuse, I mean, that's something that's going to take years to overcome. Mm. But, I mean, I think no matter how large, it's, it still goes through the same process. Um, yeah, it still goes through the same process. It might just take a little bit longer to, to comprehend. And I think, I think what you really have to do um, in that position is to genuinely think about why I think this is me and why I want to hold on to it. Because I, I was having a conversation with Noel once again in my house, mate, about if you go through a painful situation, I think we were talking about this last week, mate, yeah. you've experienced the suffering of the world through this situation. By being attached to the situation, every time you think about it, you relive that situation over and over again. And this is why I was saying previously that you know, 10% of suffering or 10% what we call pain is, is, is externally inflicted and 90% of suffering is internally inflicted. The situation happened once, yet you may have a thousand thoughts about it over the next 10 years. So you're putting yourself through that pain a thousand more times. By detaching yourself to that situation, to me, I try to I try to think about it logically, which is hard to do when you're in a highly emotional state. Is why would I want to put myself through a thousand times more suffering than I've already experienced, especially when it's within my own control? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. When you think about it logically, it makes so much sense. But then, you know, like you said, in the t- in the moment, it's sometimes hard to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why that's why meditation is so important to mm-hmm. to quieten the mind so that you can get to that point of of uh, of no thought where you can actually focus on 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 the logic behind it on the factual the factual part of the universe. Mm-hmm. That's it's tough, man. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. tough. Obviously, depending on, on depending on the actual situation. I mean, I think that that's a practice more than anything. If it's if it's a if it's a tough emotionally charge situation yeah i mean you mentioned practice like obviously all uh all things are a practice especially a spiritual practice like uh, detachment you know what's something you could uh, advise to people to practice detaching like is there little things that people can do on like a day-to-day like you mentioned giving things away without expecting anything in return what else can people do yeah yeah well i i mean my I think the biggest biggest thing in my day-to-day life is giving to the homeless. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you because I know it's a it's a you know it's a big thing I like I genuinely care about. But to me it's also a great meditative practice. Sometimes I I go and the on the rare occasion that I actually have cash, mm. I'll give whatever I have in my wallet. Yeah. So I try to give more than just two or three dollars or whatever spare change I have, I'll try to give them fifty or twenty if I have a if I have a note. And for me, 
it's it's at this point in time it's almost as much about the giving as it is about me detaching myself from the money knowing that in giving this $50 to him I don't get any service or I don't get any I don't get any uh, additional benefit in return and and $50 I mean it's not a, it's not a small sum of money for me no. so that's why I, I I think that's it's a it's a worthy practice because I'm practicing with something that feels uncomfortable but in that act of giving I just like to think about no matter what happens with that money, that person needed it more than I did, regardless of what they end up doing with it. I think that's important because you don't want to be giving just to have the intention of your desired outcome for this person. If I'm having an interesting conversation with Noel earlier actually about... um, yeah, I think that's that's still conditional giving, giving with the with the intention of of this person of this money helping this person, which is obviously what you want. Yeah. But does it change your does it change your desire to give if you know they're going to go and spend it on something like drugs or alcohol? Does that change your does that if 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 they told you that's what they were going to go spend it on? Does that change your intention for giving? I think that's an important practice to to understand that you give absolutely unconditionally, expecting nothing in return. I think if you can build yourself up, build yourself up, as well as the other one we mentioned, throwing one of your favorite things out or not out, giving it away, throwing, uh, giving away one of your favorite items. Um, but I think actually the important part that I think Eckhart raises, I think what the, what it actually encourages is constantly dying to the past, which you, you've mentioned before. That's really, to me, what it brings on, is the fact that the attachment is only attachment to the past and past identity. So by practicing detachment, it's, a, it's, a, it's an additional way to help dying constantly to the past identity of you. Yeah, I love that. The, especially the money aspects. I mean, it's very easy to become attached to money because we associate yeah, is. money with the things we can buy, which kind of inflate our identity that we're often attached to. And yeah, when you, especially for us, when we don't really have that much money to give, it's it becomes even more of a spiritual practice because, like you said, man, that that person obviously needs that money more than you, or obviously could do more with that money than what I could or you could. So I think remembering that is, is a good one. And then I, I really I encourage people to do it. Yeah, just, just give something and then just notice how you feel. With Like you said, without having an intention of getting anything in return, I think it's, it's just, it's just a, uh, an appreciation for helping someone who needed it more than you. I think that's the essence of life, man. Our, our life is, is around helping people who are in need more than us really um mm. giving to something greater than yourself and that's when you do that you know that's when you really feel whole and complete because you recognize that you're already whole and complete yourself so you're able to give as much as you want so yeah man you're an endless source of energy yeah, that's it constantly that's it. refilling yeah and you, just, yeah, you realize you realize that giving you realize that giving something doesn't necessarily take something away from yeah. you. 
yeah. doesn't have to. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's, yeah, I think that's that point in the seven, seven spiritual laws to success. He says, recognize when you give, is there any feeling that you're losing something? Mm. And if you recognize that feeling, then then meditate on it or become aware of it. Question why you're feeling that attachment and then let it go. Understanding the fact that nothing is truly owned once you get past the level of the mind. Mate, that's powerful stuff. And I think yeah, we'll, we'll leave people with that because, yeah, like you said, if you feel like you're, you're lacking, yeah, I think that's a good advice. Just meditate on it. Let it go. Man, that's yeah, big topics. Big yeah, topics in there. But... <laughs> it's just, it's another topic where you could really talk about it for for an extended time because there's different branches of of yeah. that key idea. Um, but I I think you've touched on like a lot of the main points, and I think we won't bombard people with too much information. But yeah, the the the, uh, the practical advice you gave there, I think it's it's so beneficial and so um, yeah actionable that I think people can take a lot away from that. So thanks for sharing, man. Another, no, another man, thank you. Uh, it was wicked. Yeah, no, great chat to you again, man. Look forward to the next one, man. Yeah, all the best with the, uh, the job. Thanks, mate. Yeah. No worries. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, buddy. Bye.